Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to worship. It's lovely to see friends and family again from around the country and across the world. And it's lovely to have Ian back on the sofa with Mary. It was, it was just unbalanced last week, Ian, without you on the other side of the sofa. So it's lovely to see you back. We are all welcome to this service of worship when we will celebrate communion together. So if you want to take part, please make sure that you've got something to eat and drink close by for when we get to that part in the service. Um, I hope you've managed to print the order of service or have it up on another device so that you can follow the hymns and join in. Um, thank you to everyone who responded to the request for feedback on the orders of service that was in the key. Uh, on the basis of the feedback, you'll have noticed that there are now three options for you to choose from, including not just a large print version, in case you would find that helpful, uh, but also a small print version, which if you're printing out, gets everything onto two sides of A4 uh, and means that we're not using so much paper or ink. So I hope you'll find one that, that suits your way of doing things. Uh, obviously, there's no evening service at the moment, but again, just a reminder that the Baptist Union of Scotland live prayer broadcast is at 7pm, and that's at facebook.com forward slash Scottish Baptist forward slash live. At the Sunday school staff have asked me to remind parents to send in the short videos of the children that they've asked for and any photos of crafts as soon as possible. Um, and that's to go to Bethany, please, who's putting together um, the presentation based on the videos. But Bethany says, if for any reason you can't send a video, could you please let her know today that you can't do that? And then she and the other Sunday school staff can make alternative arrangements. Next Sunday morning, we'll gather again at 11am. But as always, if you need any essential shopping or a prescription collected, just let me know. These are all our notices. Thank you, Anne. Now I'm going to do the clever bit of try and stand up and still stay in view and still read my words. Because it's Trinity Sunday, I'm using a call to worship adapted from the book Gathering for Worship, the Baptist brick, as we sometimes recall it. And we're going to I'm going to light three candles. I will light a light in the name of the maker who lit the world and breathed the breath of life for me. I will light a light in the name of the Son, who saved the world and stretched out his hands to me. I will light a light in the name of the Spirit, who encompasses the world and blessed my soul with yearning. We will light three lights for the Trinity of love. God above us, God beside us, God beneath us, the beginning, the end, the everlasting love. God is mystery. And our opening hymn this morning helps us to express some of that. So if you'd like to join us in singing together, bring many names, hail and hosanna.
love, beginning and end, giver of food and drink, clothing and warmth, love and hope, life in all its goodness. We praise and adore you. Jesus, wisdom and word, lover of outcasts, friend of the poor, one of us, yet one with God, crucified and risen, life in the midst of death. We, we praise and adore you. Holy Spirit, storm and breath of love, rage builder, eye opener, unseen and unexpected, untamable energy of life. We, we praise and adore you. Holy Trinity, forever one, whose nature is community, source of all sharing, in whom we love and meet, and now our neighbor, life in all its fullness, making all things new. We, we praise and adore you. Let us pray. Let us pray for sin. ای پدر ما که در آسمانی نام تو مقدس داد ملکوت تو برقرار گردد اراده تو آنچنان که در آسمان ها جاری است در زمین نیز اجرا شود نان روزانه ما را امروز و هر روز به ما عطا فرما از قرض و گناه ما بگذر همانطور که ما از قرض و گناه دیگران میگذریم ما را در شریر میاور بلکه از شریر محفوظ بدار که ملکوت و جلال تا عبد الاباد از آن توست آمین Lord pray in Spanish Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos santificado sea su nombre hágase su voluntad tanto en el cielo como en la tierra Perdone nuestros pecados así como nosotros perdonamos nuestros pecadores. Baja a nuestro cielo y tráiganos su voluntad. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea su nombre, hágase su voluntad tanto en el cielo como en la tierra. Perdone nuestros pecados y nuestros pecadores. Amén. reading this morning comes from Exodus chapter 33 verses 12 to 23. Moses said to the Lord, see you have said to me bring up this people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said I know you by name and you have also found favor in my sight. Now if I have found favor in your sight Show me your ways, so that I may know you and find favour in your sight. 
consider too that this nation is your people. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favour in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way, we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favour in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, see, there's a place by me where you shall stand on the rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Probably for many of us, that's quite a familiar little reading from the book of Exodus. Certainly one I've heard many times. But there have been twice I can recall that have significantly affected the way I think about that little passage. The first one was way back in 1999 when I just moved to Manchester to train for Baptist ministry. And I was chatting to a woman student in the year above me who, although she was, in, she was English, um, had felt her call to worship while she was in Scotland at Crown Terrace Baptist Church in Aberdeen. And as a young student in her late teens, early 20s, Reverend Dr. Jim Gordon had invited her to preach. And she preached on the backside of God, because that's what Moses sees, God's backside. Well, of course, in uh, Western English vernacular, backside often means somebody's bottom, somebody's behookie, somebody's behind. So Claire had played with the idea of glimping God's bum, if you like, and the fact that some scriptures are quite difficult to work with. But the idea of a God who has a body is a really important one for a lot of us as we think about God. And indeed, theologian Sally McFaig uh, has done a lot of writing about God as having a body. But the second time I was really struck by this passage was when I was reading a book by a Baptist theologian, Paul Fiddies, of Regent's Park College, latterly, incredibly intelligent man. And I'm really annoyed that I couldn't find the quote this week, but he talks about glimpsing the back of the God who has just passed by. And although it's not an idea, a new idea that we glimpse God only in retrospect, he expresses it so beautifully that sometimes we kind of spot God just as God's getting away from us again. God is always that little bit beyond us, always slightly out of reach. We only catch a glimpse of the back of God 
this God whom we believe in and trust in, this God whom we seek, is mysterious and is holy. And perhaps that makes us want to sing, holy, holy, holy. kings and he said go out and stand on the mount before the lord behold the lord passed by and a great and strong wind torn the mountains and broken pieces the rocks before the lord but the lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake the lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire the sound of a low whisper and when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Another very well-known passage, the story of Elijah on Mount Horeb. Elijah, a man who served God faithfully during very difficult times, He's even found his life under threat and he has fled. And now he has perhaps a bit of a mental health crisis. He wants to die. He has suicidal ideation, as we would say nowadays. And he has a rest and he has some food and he has some more rest and he has some more food. And then he goes to this cave on the mountain where God says, come and see me. I wonder what he expected. I wonder what you or I might expect if God said, come and stand here because I'm just about to go past. Well, first of all, there was this violent, destructive wind ripping through the air, scattering the rocks in its presence. And I wonder, did Elijah have to really wrap his cloak around him extra tightly to stop it flying off? Was he in danger of being blown away himself? But that wasn't God. And then the earth began to shake beneath his feet. And I'm sure he was already trembling himself by now. He tries to stand still. But that's not God either. And then the scorching fire, burning everything in its path, finishing off the destructive work of the, the, the wind and the earthquake. But that wasn't God either. And then it all stopped. The air was still. The earth was still. Elijah stood still, maybe unable to move. And then it came, in the translation Rachel's chosen for us, the low whisper. 
in some translations, the still small voice. And in others, which I lean towards myself, the sound of sheer silence. God heard almost, if you like, in God's absence. It struck me as I read that reading again this week that at Pentecost we hear about God coming in wind and fire in powerful and mighty ways. But this story reminds us of the opposite. When everything stops, when all is still, when we can hear nothing, perhaps feel nothing, it's then we glimpse the God who comes. I'm reading the beginning of John's Gospel until 2.40. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. So Moses glimpsed the back of God and Elijah glimpsed God at most in a whisper and possibly in silence. No one, we are told, could see God and live. And then something changed dramatically as we move from the what we know as the Old Testament, to what we know as the New Testament. Something that words struggle to express, and yet the only way we can express them is in words. The God who had been glimpsed in words for thousands of years, the God glimpsed in the words of Scripture, became flesh, became a human being, became embodied in Jesus of Nazareth, who we know as the Christ of God. I'm obviously into my theologians this week, and I'm moving to a German theologian now, Karl Barth, who talks about three meanings of the word, word. And if I had a visual, I could show you it with the way he describes it. But if you like, there are the ordinary everyday words, the words that we use, the words that preachers use that uh, I'm using right now. That's the little word, all lowercase. And then there's the word, the scriptures that we approach, seeking to glimpse something of God, seeking to hear God speak to us. And that's word with a capital W, lowercase the rest. And then there's the word, 
big, all but big uh, capital letters all the way through. The word of God, the logos, the God who was there at the beginning. God spoke and everything came into being. What Karl Barth says, though, which is really interesting, I think, is that it's only the ordinary everyday words of the preacher or the reader or the, the group that are discussing the scripture that enable the scriptures to come alive and to allow them to hear the word of God about the word who is God, about Jesus. And Bart, um, he wasn't a Baptist, but he should have been because he says that Jesus is our authority, not the Bible. It's the Jesus we glimpse in the scriptures who is the word of God. All words are inaccurate, inadequate to describe God. And yet, as we share together in my faltering and, and imperfect words, in the translations of scripture by people seeking to hear God, we glimpse something of the God who is holy. I'm reading from 1 Genesis verses 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. At the very end of the musical, Les Mis, or Les Miserables, based on the Victor Hugo novel, there's a song that includes these words. Take my hand and lead me to salvation. Take my love, for love is everlasting. And remember the truth that once was spoken. To love another person is to see the face of God. To love another person is to see the face of God. The beautiful poetry of Genesis chapter 1 talks about God creating humankind in the image and likeness of God. God creating humankind in different colours, different heights, different shapes, different gender, and all of that reflected the image of God.
And if we take those words seriously and carefully, then the image of God is glimpsed in each and every human being. And also the image of God is glimpsed in community. Humankind is a term that basically embraces a plural, not just a singular. And I've been really struck by those words this week. I've, I've got some notes that I wrote, but I'm kind of not really going to work with them. Because glimpsing God in each other seems to be a really important thing. In a week when we have been shocked and horrified by things we have seen on our television screens, when a powerful white man has used a Bible and a church as props for a photo opportunity and has had people cleared out of the way violently to achieve that. At the end of a week when a black man was killed for no good reason, crying out that he could not breathe, that he was in pain, calling for his mother, George Floyd, was killed because he was black. Where do we glimpse God in any of that? Hard questions, difficult to find answers. One of my friends down in London yesterday took part in a socially spaced Black Lives Matter process, protest. Not the one in central London, this was on the, in the edge of London. And I actually read the instructions that were sent out. Be sure to stay away from the bus station, it said. Don't stand by a bus stop or a road crossing. Don't get in the way of people. Spread yourselves out two metres apart and you absolutely must wear a mask if you choose to be part of this protest. And somewhere in that, I glimpse God. I glimpse in God, God in those who want to protest against what is wrong, but who also want to do what is right to keep themselves and others safe. As lockdown starts to ease at different speeds across these islands and at different speeds across the globe, there will be lots of questions for us to ask and face. And some of them will be at that big level about injustice and racism and xenophobia and homophobia and every other phobia you can think of. But some of them will also be quite small. One of the things that's really struck me as we have met together on Zoom is that people have been able to join us who couldn't physically get into the church anymore or the hotel. Not because they're on the far side of the world, though that will make it pretty difficult, but because age or infirmity mean they can't get upstairs or down the stairs. There are people whose mental health makes being in crowds an unsafe place for them. People who've appreciated 
the fact that online you can just slip off and and you haven't got to get up and walk out you just turn off your computer people who value the opportunity to turn off video people who have loved being able to talk when actually they've had no one to talk to for weeks and weeks lots for us to think about there as we go forward eventually into a beyond is what it means if we say we glimpse God in each other I'm well off track, off piece now, but hey, I really, as you know, love our church. Our church is an amazing church. And we are truly blessed to have people of many races, many colours, different genders, different sexualities, different marital statuses, you name it, we have it. I glimpse God every Sunday when I turn on my computer and those little tiles pop up. God is a mystery. But God speaks to us in many different ways. Sometimes God speaks to us in wonders. Now we bring our prayers for others and for ourselves to God.
O God, our Father, we come before you once again to bring our prayers. And in these prayers, I would like to think for a moment how in the midst of all the turbulence of our present circumstances, we might continue to hope and to help and the good Scots tongue to keep hanging in together. You may find some connection with these prayers today in my poem, which is in the key this month. So hoping, helping and hanging together. First of all, we come with hope today. Hope that in due time all this will pass and we will move forward to a new life after the immediate threat has gone. This may be quite a long time ahead and we must learn to be patient and to persevere in hope and expectation. In the meantime, we give thanks to all those who have helped us to cope with the trials and deprivations of these continuing days. We owe a huge debt to all those in our medical services, to those who have maintained our power supplies, to those who have supplied our food, our pharmaceutical needs, and to those who have delivered the post, emptied the bins, and ensured the water supply. We give thanks for all who have continued to ensure that all these basic needs have been met. And through all of this, we seek to maintain hope for a future when these deprivations will pass and life will return to some degree of normality. But in the meantime, we pray that those who see little prospect of hope might know your grace to help them to be patient in tribulation. And then we turn to help. Thanks for the help received by us and the acknowledgement of the need that we help one another. Although there are restrictions put on our living, yet there are other ways in which we might be helpful to others. We can keep in touch by phone or email or many of the computer apps of which we've been forced to learn double quick time. In these ways, we can offer the word of kindness and encouragement to others. Those who are able-bodied enough and mobile can assist neighbors with errands and domestic tasks and in other ways to respond when the need for help is known. And we cannot, and we, and if we cannot help by ourselves, we can become the agent whereby help is found when any need is made known to us. And then there is what we Scots might call hanging together. What we mean by this is the intention of all of us to continue to show solidarity for the social groups to which we belong and which have been somewhat under siege since the lockdown began. So we can participate still in the life and worship of our church by these Zoom services. We can hang together through the pastoral network of ill heads. We can hang together by not abandoning all the links we can still have with our families near and far. And no matter the degree of separation, we can work hard to keep in touch. We can remember birthdays and other calendar events. We can write notes and keep our relationships in good repair. Perhaps we must hang together in the closest sense with those who occupy the same house as we do by being kind to one another and conscious of each other's needs. And if we live alone, we can endeavor to keep alive our links with those outside. And with all this in mind, we would especially pray today for these friends in our own church family at Hill Heads. The Haas family, Jane and Andrew, Carl and Aidan. The Edwards family, Graham, Elaine, Freya and Sarah. Jeff and Carol, Caris Ferguson, Fiona and Donnie, Edith Fleming and Ishan and Annis. We hold each person and family to God, now asking that each in their own context may find grace and love to live life today. And in the wider context of the Baptist churches, 
We remember today the churches at Dunrossness in Shetland and East Mains in East Kilbride. And also our friend Francis Bloomfield, who is a convener of the Baptist Union of Scotland. And for the BMS Worldwide, we pray today for the various programs in Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Thailand, India and Nepal. And also for the action team in France, not forgetting our friend Christine Kling, working in Paris. We ask that all who are involved in these widespread endeavours will know your grace and blessing and a fruitful return for their work in your name. But we cannot leave the world scene today without holding up in prayer the nation of the United States, where racial disturbances followed by loud protests at the death of George Floyd at the hands of the police have exposed the raw nerve of racial tension. Lord, we pray for all those who have suffered and continue to this day from the ravages of race discrimination. We pray that we might all be united in our common humanity, no matter the colour of our skin. We pray for peace to be restored and the renewal of resolve to tackle discrimination throughout the world. And in conclusion, we bring to you our prayers for ourselves. We're all fragile to some degree. We're all anxious and in need of comfort. We're all concerned for the future, and we'd, we would all, and we would pray that all these pleas, bring these pleas before you as our master, asking that you will grant us peace. As we continue, helping, hoping, hanging together, but we're not hanging alone. God is hanging together with us. Amen. we glimpse God, and we do, in each other, then we glimpse God in community. If we glimpse God, and we do, in sign and symbol, 
then we glimpse God in communion. If we glimpse God, and we do, in story and in song, we do so here. So let us pray. God, you go ahead of us, allowing us to glimpse your back as you walk or run, dance for joy or stamp your feet in anger. God, you surprise us, allowing us to glimpse you in signs and wonders, present with us when your silence suggests absence. God, you meet us here, allowing us to glimpse you in each other and to remember you as we eat and drink, together though apart. God in community, parent, teacher, inspirer, creating, redeeming, sustaining. Help us glimpse you fresh and then to journey onwards in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. On the night of his arrest, Jesus met with his friends in the privacy of a borrowed room where they shared a meal together. During the meal, Jesus took some bread and spoke new words, giving new meaning and new importance to an old custom. This bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. When you eat it, remember me. We pray. Jesus, bread of life, as we eat this bread, Help us to remember you and to be strengthened for our own ongoing lives. Amen. And so we eat and we remember. At the end of the meal, Jesus lifted up a cup of wine, spoke some more new words and gave new meaning and importance to another old ritual. This cup represents a new covenant, a new two-way agreement between God and creation. When you drink it, remember me. Again, let's pray. Jesus, true vine, as we drink this cup, help us to remember you 
and to renew our promise to follow you in our own ongoing lives. Amen. Let's drink together. Holy God, three in one and one in three, we have glimpsed you in each other. We have glimpsed you in words and in silence. Glory and honour are yours. Amen. So, as we return to the everyday, as we face the challenges of a broken and disordered world, as we seek to love and serve, may we glimpse God's presence in ways that surprise, delight, challenge, inspire and encourage us, now and always. Amen. <laughs>